how do you go about this? You sit, you sit down with your wife, you sit down with your agents and they say, Hey, listen, if you opt out, we think this is kind of where you fit in the scale yeah. out in the free agency landscape. Is that how it works? That's correct. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's obviously, um, is, is a one year evaluation of yourself worth it compared to a multi-year deal for this evaluation. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I would say it's, not to not to give it away, but it's um it's kind of easy. Seeing free agency, brother. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number one hundred sixty-two of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and presented to you once again by our friends over at SeatGeek. And we want to welcome in a friend of the show, Chris Bassett, most recently the New York Mets. I don't know if I can still call him a New York Met or we'll dive into that at some point. But man, oh man, you win most picturesque scene ever on the Chris Rose rotation. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. You just sit out there with your yeah, your your cup of coffee and just look oh my God. This is beautiful. Yep. It's my getaway. So obviously a lot of the a lot of the ballparks are in a city, so this is our little little hideout for the offseason. Do you do you go out there and meditate or grab a cup of coffee and just look? Cup of coffee on the back and then grab a kayak and just go around and just hang out. Seriously, you kayak there? Yeah. How often do you do that? Uh not as much as I would like, but uh okay. but yeah, I do I do it quite often. At least at least once a week, I'll say that. Okay, yeah, this is probably a good time of year to do that is the beginning of November because it's not as buggy. I would right. imagine if you tried that in July that you're right. going to get eaten alive. No right? doubt, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's. I mean, I live in North Carolina now, so it would be about 105 degrees. So this is like the perfect time of year. I forget, what is it that took you to North Carolina? Because you're a, a Northwest Ohio kid. Yeah, my wife. She li- okay. she She's from uh, North Carolina. So, um, yeah, she, she basically said, I'm not dealing with Ohio winners. Um, you take me, you take me all, all around the country during the season, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with three months that we get off um living in the snow. So I don't okay. I don't blame her on that. That's fair. I think it's a fair trade. That's fair. Okay. How was Halloween? I know that you've got a very young daughter. Um yeah. it, well, it, was, was it was Halloween. Uh she's still not quite to the age yet. She just turned three and a lot of the older outfits scare her. Mm. So we went to my neighbor's house. Like she got like five houses and then she was like, all right, I'm done being scared of this. So yeah, it was quick. Did you dress up? No, I did not. I did not. I knew, I knew we were only going at a matter of like a hundred yards. So I was like, she was happy being a little princess and running around. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this real quick and just chit chat with my neighbors. And that's about it. Uh, did you go with beverage in hand? Because that's really a, being an adult. Gotta. You gotta. I wasn't driving, only walking. So, yeah, you gotta. Um, wh- I'm telling you, when she gets older, though, you better play dress up because that is the best part of it all. I got to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I know that will happen. I, I, think, I think that'll happen next year when she's old enough to understand, like, this is not a massive dragon walking at me kind of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I very much look forward to that. I mean, Three is an awesome age, but uh, yeah, I look forward to it. I want to let everybody know that you're such a good teammate here um, that you I reached out to you last night and I said, mm-hmm. any way that you can do one of these? And you said, absolutely. But you were busy watching the Cavs game just like yeah. I was. So yeah. 
we are very happy with where our team sits right now. Are we very not? much so? Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I would say one of the youngest teams and easily one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. It, it's it's exciting to say the least. I love it when pro athletes are fans too. Like, yeah. Do you do you live and die with them and the and the Browns? Uh, I wouldn't say as much Cavs. Um, I I definitely pull for Cleveland just because I I grew up there and I was I've always like kind of rooted for Cleveland in the aspect of all that. But uh, um, n- the Cavs are nothing like the Browns. The Browns um I am live and die with. And Cleveland, um, the Cavaliers, it's more of, yeah, I am a fan of that team, but I, I, I tend to root for a lot more like players across the league uh, in the NBA. But in the NFL, everyone else can – I don't care about anyone else but the Browns. It's been rough this year. And it's been tough, but, uh, hey, we're, 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 uh, we're still above water. We're still above water. We're, still, we're okay. Barely. I, I, um, I, 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 I'm positive. I really am about him. I really am. Like okay. Cincinnati, wow. Cincinnati has their issues without Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, I think, is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Um, the Ravens are, I think, very good. And they They're added really some good. they added some pieces. Yeah. Um, but the Browns, if they can just stay afloat until Watson gets back and then hopefully he becomes who he, he was, I think we have a chance. Um, it's interesting. So why don't we get there as a pro athlete? Uh, we don't need to talk about the particulars of the Deshaun Watson, but I think it gets to kind of a bigger issue that nobody who's in the Browns locker room gets to choose who their teammates are. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you've had guys over the years, people you don't agree with, whether it's ideology or what they've done. You're not always going to, I mean, in a perfect world, we're rooting for, Wonderful human beings, but not everybody's Steph mm-hmm. Curry, right? Not everybody right. can be great and seemingly a great person. And the same thing goes for the media business. Not everybody mm-hmm. that you love is a great human being either. How do you deal with that as a teammate with a guy you might not respect? Yeah, that's a really tough one. Um, I, I I have been really blessed in the aspect that I've had few and far between in that aspect. Um, but uh, especially having a daughter... Um, and that kind of opening up a, a light on basically all those issues. Um, that'd be a really tough one for me to handle. Um, but I don't know how it really is with, with football, with, with baseball. I, I think the kind of like the general rule of thumb is like, you can kind of handle one bad apple in your group, as long as your other guys are really, really good. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that that's a that's a tough situation because of how I would say. I mean, with women, women's rights, um, like I don't know how I could look at him the right way, um, and me having a daughter, I just don't know how I would, I would do that. I, obviously, I think it would have to be me and him kind of having a conversation of being like, "Listen, what, like, man to man, like, what's going on here?" kind of thing, and seeing if we can work past it or not. Yeah, it's interesting because guys don't really have a choice who that, you know, you're told who your fellow employees are. Right. It's not like you're going to stop doing what you're doing for a living either. It's not like right. if, if you don't agree with something, I mean, you have to provide for your family. It's something you love to do and mm-hmm. nobody should ever be put in that position, I think. Um, so I always find that fascinating. Uh, you are. You have a mutual option, correct? Yeah. 
And so you have to decide relatively soon whether or not your side is, is that accurate? Yeah. So it's, uh, I believe, I'm not sure the timeline exactly of it. I know my, my agency definitely does. Um, I try to stick away from all this stuff right. and just, like I said, just live my life. Um, but, uh, I know it's coming up, um, here around the world series, the end of world series where I have to decide that. And then obviously the Mets have to decide that as well. Um, and then go from there. But I believe you're first to act as the player is what I read. That's right. Yeah. And so how do you, you don't have to tell us your decision if you don't want to, but how do you go about this? You sit, you sit down with your wife, you sit down with your agents and they say, Hey, listen, if you opt out, we think this is kind of where you fit in the scale yeah. out in the free agency landscape. Is that how it works? That's correct. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's obviously, um, is, is a one year evaluation of yourself worth it compared to a multi-year deal for this evaluation. Um, so yeah, it, it's, a. Uh, I would say it's not to not to give it away, but it's um it's kind of easy. Seeing free agency, brother. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? What are you thirty three right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're coming off very consistent performances, whether it's in Oakland or New York, and this is probably your last big payday. You, nobody would blame you for it, and. I imagine it's fun, it's exciting, and it's scary all at once. Is it not? Um, I'm I, I, I'm very good at kind of uh, isolating everything and just separating everything that needs to be separated. So, like, I, I'm worrying about myself. I'm worried about my family. I'm worrying about um, just having fun, honestly, right now with my daughter and my wife and everything else like that. And honestly, free agency is not even like a, a thought of mine throughout the day. Um, it hasn't really even started. I know it won't even really probably pick up until like January, February. That's just the way it kind of goes. I'm sure there might be some talks, but um, overall, it's just like, I guess you can go and have fun and, and read all the articles about you. But I mean, half of them are, are written from an ownership bias and the other half are written. There's a, there's a lot of stuff put out there that just doesn't even quite make sense um, from a lot of standpoints. But uh, um, so I just, I, like I said, I try to separate it all. I try not to even like worry about it and deal with it until teams get serious and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be pitching somewhere. It's yeah. just that you want to, I'm always curious about uh, the process, right? Is that, you know, it's basically you and your wife sitting down and figuring out where you guys can be happy. Right. Obviously dollars make sense. They have to, this is what you do for a living. Right. And, um, uh, and where you could win. I yeah. mean, isn't yeah, that I, kind of the equation. I think literally that's the, that's the three bullet points. That's literally it. Um, and I think you kind of, you kind of, I would say you almost hit the order on the head. I think family's the most important thing. Um, for me at least, um, I, I if happy wife, happy life, um, and the way that the organizations treat families is, I would say the utmost importance for me um, and not to give them a shout out, but I think they kind of deserve it. I think the Mets, uh, I don't want to degrade other organizations, but I don't see how other organizations can be better than what the Mets do. Hmm. Um, and I think uh, Alex Cohen has a lot to do with that. Um, it's just from a family room standpoint to how the, all the wife's got along. I, I, 
the, the group was absolutely unbelievable and there was never drama and stuff like that. So yeah, the wives were happy. So, Hey, it's, it's a lot easier for all the husbands to kind of come in and be like, this is a good day kind of thing. So seeing, seeing that this year, um, we want that again, um, whether it be in New York or somewhere else. Um, and then obviously, like I said, winning is very, very important. Um, and then money as well. More in the interview with Chris Bassett coming your way in just a second. But today's edition of the Chris Rose Rotation presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. It is the best app to get sporting tickets, concert tickets, whatever you need. So I need you to follow a few instructions here. Grab your phone. Go to the App Store. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code ROSE. You're going to save 20 bucks off of your order. It is that simple. Now, here's the thing I love about SeatGeek. You want to go to a baseball game in 2023? You want to go to an NFL game coming up next Sunday? You want to go to college football, NBA, NHL? You want to see your favorite musician in, you know, live concert, whatever? SeatGeek is there for you. Not only are they going to get you seats, they're going to tell you when you're getting the best value because every ticket is rated on a scale of 0 to 10. It's also color-coded green, thumbs up, red, thumbs down. I recently used this app to purchase my Cavs at Clippers tickets. I felt great about the tickets. They weren't the best seats in the house, but they're really good and they are the best deal possible. So once again, go download the SeatGeek app, use the code word ROSE for 20 bucks off of your first purchase with that promo code. So you can either download it or click the link here in the description to download the app. Off you go. Who knows? Maybe I'll see you at a game real soon. Well, obviously, you got traded to New York, and it sounds like your experience in Queens was very positive. Is that what yeah. I'm reading? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I I thought from top to bottom, um, it was it was an unbelievable experience. Um, going there, I, I I obviously read some bad things about the Mets and how they were handled years in years past, but I think. Uh, Billy, the GM, and Cohen, and obviously Buck as the manager quickly turned things around, and it was it was an unbelievable year. It was a great year. Do you know Stevie Cohen at all? Did you ever talk with him? Very little, very little. Honestly, when he was in the room, I I, I know he has a lot going on, and I don't I don't. What am I going to come and say like hi, like thanks? But uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to him a little bit, but nothing nothing crazy. So maybe during negotiations, if you have any interest in going back, you guys could have like a little Zoom like we're doing it. I, I'll yeah. be happy to act as an intermediary if you need it. That's it. Talk talk about the Cavs and business and everything else. He may he may get some business business tips. Yeah, I'll write a few of those down and then probably yeah. not use them wisely, my guess. <laughs> Me and you both. Yeah. Um, what was the... Because you got to pitch with two guys. I mean, Scherzer's going into the Hall of Fame. And depending on how people will see DeGrom's career through a voting lens, could end up in Cooperstown one day. Give me the best story you have with either one of those guys. Yeah, um, it was always a one-up, I would say. The the, the best story is just like, it was always, how many no-hitters you got? Well, I got this many. Well, I got this many. How many, like... How many Cy Youngs you got? Well, yeah, I got the, I got two. I got three. Like it was always, it was always a one up. And I think Scherzer kind of always had him beat. But in my eyes, I think Degrom's a little bit better than Scherzer. So it was like, well, until you get these stats, I'm the best. Um, but those two are just 
all-time great pitchers. In my eyes, they're both Hall of Fame-type pitchers. Um, Scherz, obviously, I said a no-doubter. I think DeGrom should be a no-doubter. I don't care how much shorter or longer his career is. What he's done is unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, um, just being around those two, um, it, it was it was fun to watch. And, obviously, being around them and, – and not just that. Like, I know we talked about Cleveland a little bit, but, like, my favorite thing going over to the Mets was not even like Matt, like everyone that made a big deal about Max or made a big deal about DeGrom. My favorite thing I was going over there, I was like, Hey, I got to meet like cookie. Like, cause like growing up and like watching him, I'm like, yes. Like, all right, that's who I'm excited to see is him. Um, and obviously I knew Ty a little bit and I was excited to like talk to Ty cause I knew he was a very good athlete, kind of similar, similar past and similar hobbies. But uh, yeah, cookie was the guy that I was really excited to see. What a good dude, isn't he? A plus. I mean, all the guys like Ty was awesome. Um, Cookie was awesome. Like, like all, that group, like Lindor, obviously that that group was was awesome. That just how short we fell um, for expectations that we kind of put on ourselves. Um, and I'll take I'll take a lot of blame of that too. Obviously, um, the way that we ended, but uh, yeah, I mean it, that that was a really tough year to go with, just because I think we had just such a great group of guys that was just every day. It was so fun to be around. That's good to hear. How much I, I know the season didn't end the way you personally wanted, right? Yeah. It, it had a rough start in Atlanta, had mm-hmm. a rough start against uh the Padres in the in the finish of the wild card round. How do you handle that as a guy who in baseball you have to be able to turn the page, but those are like the last two memories you have from what other was otherwise was an excellent year for you? Yeah, I would say um you just have to, you have to, first off, you got to swallow your pride and kind of rewatch them and, and break down what had happened. And I've done that um, for the most part. And li- listen, I mean, the Braves, the Braves are obviously the defending World Series champs. Obviously, they're not going to be able to, to defend that, but they're the reigning the champs right now. And their lineup was unbelievable. And that, that start, I just, I, I beat myself for the most part in just walks. I don't know how many walks I remember in that game. And um, if you walk as many guys as I did in that game, um, bad things are going to happen. They might score a couple runs against you, but you got to make sure like you like they like they earn every single one of them. And I just I did a bad job there, um, and I don't really have any excuses as to why. It's just it just happened. Um, and then the Padres start was very similar. I mean, they didn't have many hits. It was just it was walk walk hit, and then say they scored three runs and I kind of put, I put three of the runners on and it was, it was, uh, it was just me beating myself is what really, really, I would say still makes it sting to this day is because if they would have kind of went and hit a whole bunch of homers or a whole bunch of hard hits, I can live with that. I can like, can live with a lot of hitters being that good. Um, and, earning every single run, which will happen a, a good amount of starts in the year. But um, when you beat yourself, it, it's it's a tough pill, pill to swallow. So how do you, you know, we spend a lot of time on this show, how we deal with failure, particularly in this sport. And when young people are listening, I think it's important for them to learn this. So did you spend time talking with your wife? Did you spend time talking with other family members or have you internalized it? Um, I haven't really talked with anyone about it, no. Um, and honestly, I don't really need to in the aspect of I, I kind of feel like I have a general understanding of kind of what happened. I think I think 
it was it was kind of a double-edged sword where obviously I was a little worn down for the most part, nothing crazy. Um, I felt great at the end of the year and I was kind of going on extra rest, but I felt like I was just trying to overthrow. I was trying to do too much um, in both starts, really, instead of just kind of going out there and saying, listen, if they, if they beat you with your stuff, they beat you. Um, I, I just, like I said, I was, I, I think I just, as crazy as it is, I just tried too hard. I think, I, I think, if you just kind of be yourself and just let it happen, um, a lot of a lot thing a lot of things go your way rather than the opposite. So, I would say just a le- it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that it happened. Like I said, I, I take I take a lot of uh, I wouldn't even say credit, a lot of blame for ending the season the way it did. Um, but it, it it it's it happened, and like I said, it's just a learning experience. Well, I appreciate you letting us get in there. I know it's not easy, so thank you. More of the show coming your way, but first uh, I want to tell you about a huge statistic that isn't baseball-driven. 52% of men over 40 years old experience some form of erectile dysfunction in their life. That doesn't mean that you should cry in the corner and be out of the game. It doesn't mean that it's a laughing matter. It means you should go get it taken care of with the best team around. And that's where Roman comes in handy. It is the digital health clinic for men. It offers a genuine FDA-approved medication for as little as $4 a dose. So I actually want you to go to a new URL site. Okay, this is brand new, so listen up. ro.co slash rose. Use that link. You get 20% off of your first order. Now, here's the great thing. There's no doctor's visits, no office visits, no standing in line, no hassle. It is the digital experience of a lifetime. So grab your laptop or your mobile device, start you on your free online visit with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. They're going to work with you for a treatment plan. If that means that medication is involved, Roman sends it right to your door with free two-day shipping. It is that simple. It arrives in discreet packaging as well. So you open the door, off you go. And I want you to get back in the game, man. I don't care what age you are. Experience all that life has to offer. Get a little setback. That's okay. Roman is the best team in the business to get you back doing your thing. So once again, ro.co slash rose for 20% off your first order. That someone special in your life will give you a two thumbs up and maybe even more than that. But I want to take you to a positive aspect. Yeah, You went back to Oakland yeah. in September. And yeah. pitched eight innings of great baseball. How much fun was that? It, it was fun. Um, uh, seeing Stephen Vogt, um, I, I loved that. Um, seeing Pinder, obviously seeing some of the guys that I played with. Um, it, it, that place is obviously very special to me, but it's also uh, the old Catch-22 that I was like, dang, like – seeing Olsen and Chapman and all those guys that I was like, just like, it's always, it's that, that, that team's always going to be like the, what, if, like, what if, like, what if we just added one more pitcher? Like, what if we just kept everyone around, like seeing Boma with the Padres and how well they did. Um, it's always going to be a, what if, but I mean, that's what kind of makes it fun is just the, what if you got my boy voter. Yeah. I thought he got me. I thought he got a home run off me the very first at bat. I think he did too, but I'm glad he didn't. I'll tell you that. But that last at bat for him, I was so happy. I was I was texting him and I was like, man, what a guy. We uh we had him on the next week after his I mean, here we're showing the video of him prancing around the bases between first and second base. He was high stepping like Dion. 
Dude, it could not happen to a better guy. Last last, uh, last game of the year, he was like doing like blocking drills. I saw. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he's. I hope he coaches. I really do. He wants to manage. He's he he's going to be good. He's going to be good. What? Why do you think he'll be good? He's so like knowledgeable about the game. He's been there, done that, and like, I think I think the biggest thing about um, good coaches is that I think it doesn't. I think it's you can't be a great, great player and be a really good coach. Um, now there might be some very big outliers there that I'm not really thinking of, mm-hmm. but like if you're an, if you're an all time no doubt Hall of Famer and you see like a pitcher struggling, like when did you ever go through that? Like, do you actually know what they're going through? Because I don't think you do. Like voters, voters kind of. He broke into the league very, very late. He he went through a ton of injuries. He he um he obviously is a catcher, which is one of the like most grueling positions that you have to understand everyone where everyone's going, what everyone's doing, um, calling a game, understanding a pitching staff. Um so yeah, I just think he has kind of all the boxes checked. Mm-hmm. Well, so the best ones I can think of, Joe Torrey was an outstanding player. Okay, uh, yeah, you know, yep, former no league MVP, but he wasn't a Hall of Fame player. Don Mattingly is the guy who in the modern era, but Don, yep. you know, Donnie's teams weren't, you know, he had a few in in LA that were pretty good, but when he got right. to Miami, they weren't they weren't great or anything like that. And I, we all love Donnie. But um yeah, I think you're you're on it. And also one other thing, guys who play today and are that great, they're too damn rich to do this. There's no oh, yeah. way they're gonna well, want to fly into Kansas City at three in the morning. That's a whole different aspect, especially like front offices and the way that like managers kind of manage today's game. Um, yeah. Um, put it this way. If Max Scherzer was a, a manager, a front office isn't going to tell Max Scherzer, hey, we want this guy to play shortstop today. He's going to there's going to be a lot of fights behind the scenes. So, yeah, um, you're, you're 100 percent on that one. How did Buck deal with all that, by the way? Unbelievable. Honestly, I don't. But Buck, the way he is, like he's he's he is like the perfect storm of like all of it. Where he 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 definitely barks back. He'll definitely fight back. But at the same time, he's so great at like communicating with players and just kind of keeping an even keel with everything. So um, yeah, Buck is Buck's unbelievable. You you've had the good fortune of playing for some studs between Bo Mel oh, and Buck. I. I don't know what I did to get so dang lucky, but my goodness, I'll tell you that. Holy moly. <laughs> oh, that is such a good thing. Woo! You feel that? It's time for October baseball. And I'm betting on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the World Series. And right now, DraftKings Sportsbook has a championship-worthy offer you can't miss. And new customers can bet just $5 on any World Series game and win $200 in free bets if your team wins. Want to boost your winnings? Check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. I literally did this tonight for the Astros-Phillies World Series game. It's a no-brainer. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and it's just the, the more fun you can have. And you got 
NFL this weekend. You got NHLs back in the swing. NBA's back in the swing. It is full of times to bet and bet and use DraftKings Sportsbook to bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE and bet just $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code ROSE. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. How much of the postseason have you watched? A good amount of it. A good amount of it. A lot of it, I'd say. Was Lance McCullers tipping his pitches the other night? Yeah, no doubt. It, that was that was one of the most extremely obvious one obvious ones that I've seen in a long time, and that's just it's an unfortunate thing, especially for him because I know I, I can only imagine how he's feeling right now in the aspect of you just I mean you just look at it for like two seconds and as as crazy as it is, I saw like a video um, on Instagram I want to say of like like the Phillies fans like messing with him in like warmups. Yes. And he was doing it in warmups. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, he's just going to look back at that start and just be like, dang, like, like that stinks. But uh, I, I hope he, I hope he gets another chance. That's what I hope. I hope somehow, I th- I'm not sure how it lines up, but I hope somehow game seven. That's what it would be. I really hope this series gets to game seven and I hope he gets to start again. That's what I hope. Just, I, I think I know how good he is. I know how good his stuff is. Um, and if Philly gets to him again, they get to him again. But I, I, I think that that's that's that. I don't care who wins, but I want to see that matchup again. So, how easy is it to know when you're tipping? Like, couldn't somebody in his dugout have figured that out with all of the technology and stuff? Like, they couldn't have figured that out after the first inning. Uh, it, see, the thing is, like, the first inning wasn't that crazy. It was just a Harper homer. So like okay. I mean Bryce Harper hits a homer and it's like dang you just made a bat like you you hung a slider and the one of the world's best hitters hit it hit it but then like you look three four innings later and you're like oh crap this is not just like a one one swing thing this is this is a a much bigger a much bigger problem and I, I think I think when you're tipping you kind of figure it out when it's too late I I I'm never I, we've caught a couple guys on our team tipping. Um, and it's always too late. Put it that way. I've never, I've never caught a guy tipping and we caught it early enough. Um, and said, Hey, like you're tipping this pitch, like before you give up six runs, like, let's stop doing it. Like it's always after you give up four or five and it's like, no one's, no one's chasing your slider today or no one's chasing your splitter today or whatever it may be. Um, and then it's like, well, dang, if I wish I just knew that. So have you ever tipped? Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, no doubt about it. Um, I worry about it nonstop, oh. all all the time. I, I I check all the time, just and it's and it's not. I, I would say one of the best things about um, being in Oakland and playing against Houston, like way back in the day, and I always thought I was tipping. So like I was, I'm always like super nervous about all that stuff about all that stuff and yeah like, like tipping from guy on second base tipping from say how many head shakes or how long you're waiting there's there's so many ways to tip and now there's so many people kind of looking into it that it's it's yeah it's um it's definitely on the forefront of my mind before every start 
having played against the Astros in the American League West as long as you did, do they need to win the World Series to legitimize this great run they've been on the last six years? No. If they win this year, I I think people will still not give them the credit they deserve. Um, Sure, sure, the the one year, you you could throw an asterisk by it. You can say that one didn't count, but how many world series have they been to and how many like long, how many, yeah. Like how many long playoff runs have they been in? Um, how, how many like divisions have they won out of like the last 10 years? Like they are like, they are the, the franchise, them and the Dodgers, obviously like right now, I think mm-hmm. are, are the, the franchises that, I mean, those are the two, I mean, obviously the Dodgers haven't won as much as I think Houston, but, uh, those, those are the two. You nailed it. How in the world was there a a poll a couple of years ago where Bryce Harper was voted by his fellow players as the most overrated player in baseball? Yeah. Um, in playing in New York, I, I have realized, and I kind of realized this well before New York, um, it's very hard to trust what the media puts out. I. I would love to know what players were pulled there. Like, like for me, I, I, for me, I can, I can go out there. I could post something right now and say, I pulled the players and the players say, I'm a hall of famer. Congratulations. Who, who, like who, who's going to discredit me? Like, like how, how can you say I'm lying? Even though like, I, I don't like the anonymous, like we, so pulled you're not, pl- bu- you're not buying it. Zero percent. Zero percent. The guy hit 300 with how many homers and like he plays a good outfield. Like obviously he has a messed up arm, but like, come on. Like is Altuve bad? Like is, is Aaron judge not that good? Like, like, come on. Like, I no. that, that if, if players actually said that, man, come on. Like, what, what are you, what are you watching? He's awesome. Isn't he? He's unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. And what he's doing in this, in this postseason, I, I, every time he comes up, I'm like, why are you guys pitching to him? It's, it's, it, he, he's, he's red hot. He's, he's one of the best hitters in our league. He's been one of the best hitters in our league. And yeah. And I know that when he came up, what year did you break in? 14. Okay. So you, he had been up for a few years by the time you got here. I don't know if it's because he didn't have a great veteran. I know that Mark DeRosa, who's who I'm friendly with, was only there for a year, but maybe he didn't have the best veterans helping him lead the way when he got up here. Right. But man, I don't ever feel cheated as a fan when I watch him play. He says all the right things. Like I don't know what the worst thing he's done. Like, yeah, I think I think it might stem. I mean, I, obviously, I, I don't judge anyone by anything that they really like will will do in the aspect of like if they say something wrong or they make a little misstep right. or whatever it may be. Um, everyone grows, everyone learns. Um, and he broke into the league at what eighteen years old? And nineteen, he came 19, up here. Yeah, nineteen years old. Like, who who the heck am I to judge a nineteen year old? Are you kidding me? Like, and I, I pray people weren't judging me at 19 years old. I'll say that. So like for him to be in the big leagues at 19 and then people to somehow say like, this guy's overvalued or whatever it may be because a 19 to say 21 or 22 year old is messing up. Like, 
do you forget what you were at 19 to 21, 22? Like I, what, what he's done, not gotten really in trouble, everything like that. A plus on my, on my bucks. Like good, good for him. What were you doing at 19? Oof. I mean, where were you? College. Akron. You were a zip at 19, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to call the, I used to call the college baseball games down there on radio. Right. Um, I was there and I, I want to say that Dustin Hermanson, remember him? He used to pitch for the Cardinals. He was a no, he, he might be a little too old for you. Yeah. I, the he name was, doesn't really, he went to Kent state. Okay. Can't read, can't write Kent state. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, but they can play baseball. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, they could back then. He was the, he ended up being the number three overall pick from the MAC conference. That was a big deal back then. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Did we have any good players in the MAC when you were there? Oh there yeah, um, Chafin for, with the Tigers right now. He oh, was yeah. Kent State. Uh, Travis Shaw. He was unbelievable. Um, yeah, there was there was a good. I mean, they they made their little run in, in, in the playoffs or not playoffs, the, the tournament. Um, mm -hmm. but they, they were, they were unbelievable. They were Chafin was a starter at Kent and he was, he was fun to watch. I'll say that he was really fun to watch. He still had that slider that he has right now. And it was not fair in college. And he ended up being your housemate. Yep. And my gosh, looking back now, I'm even more mad that he beat us because he is an absolute goofball. I'll tell you that he is a goofball. You know, your refrigerator was on this show before you were. Yep. Yeah. Him and him and his, I want to say Loganitas beer or something like that. Yes. Just, yeah. He, he had his own little, drawer. own little shelf and drawer that he got to keep his food because the way that Chafin eats versus the way that I'm allowed to eat because of my wife is way different, way different. <laughs> I'm not allowed to drink. I call it pop, but soda and Doritos and all that stuff. My really? wife's a my, my my wife's a big big health health kick like organic, all that good stuff. So, hey, this could help you pitch till you're like forty three. By the way, yeah, the Doritos and Mountain Dew that I want to consume would definitely hurt me. But uh, I guess I I guess she's helping me out in that in that in those terms. Are you allowed any cheat days? I, I cheat I cheat on fast food every once in a while. Oh yes. What's your go to? Uh McDonald's breakfast. But that's not really cheat. You could go healthy with a McDonald's breakfast. No way. No, you can't. What do you get? Uh I like the McGriddles a lot. Oh, those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can yeah. see a McGriddle or two on this extra channel. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely around there. All right. Um we're going to let you get on your way. Uh, we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. You'll answer a stupid question and then get out of here. Not like you haven't been answering stupid questions the last half hour anyway. We're good. Grade A. How were your grades in high school? Really good. Honor roll student all the time. Yeah. I, I was, I, I'll say this. I was, I was really, really good. Um, in high school, I was a mechanical engineering major in college. Um, and then I quickly learned that I couldn't just not not study. And that that bit me in the butt a little bit. But yeah, I'm really good at math and science. That's your world, huh? Yeah. Well, you would like the show I do battle bots then. I like that show a lot. We just finished shooting season seven last week. 
Really? Yeah. It's coming out in January. So sit your butt down with your daughter in front of uh, Discovery. How much do one day. of those? How much do one of those, those machines cost? It's fascinating. So they can get up to like the ones that are really highly engineered, like seventy or eighty grand. Holy moly! Oh, it's nuts, dude. You would have a field day out there. You walk through the pits, and these people are just geniuses. Some of them, like most of them, are from the engineering world. Right. Some right. of them have government contracts to the point where they can't tell us what they do. Really? Yes. That's cool. That's cool. It is cool. And they're a wonderful community of people. And so few of them understand what I do outside of BattleBots. They're like, okay, so what is it you cover? Like, I had to leave one Sunday to go do my NFL gig. Right. They're like, why did you have to leave? I said, because of my NFL. They're like, they play on sun- Sundays? Right. Yeah, they've been doing it for decades. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like that show. I really do. Just because, like, the strategy of, like, of it all, like, I would have something that would be flipping those things left and right, or I don't even know, man. Yep. It's fun, man. People, it's interesting because I get a lot of athletes that ask me about it. In fact, uh, a guy named Anthony Costanzo, who was the left tackle for the Colts for 10 years, a former first round pick, we're represented by the same agency. And he reached out and said, hey, my wife and I want to come. And they were there Saturday and Sunday, and they had the time of their lives. They are like these engineering geeks. Has anyone like came and said like hey i want to like kind of like like how, how do you like say say i wanted to come in and want to have a team yes you're like, in but like like how, how do you like how does a team actually get a part part of it so you have to apply you have to apply to be a team and not we only had 50 robots this year so it's the 50 best in the world they come from australia new zealand holland england we had two from brazil um I think that covers it. And then the rest are from the States here. And it's, it's badass, man. People That's are really so cool. interested in it. And I love it. Like that all these little kids that were there in the audience are just into it. Cause for kids that aren't into sports, some are, some there's an overlap, but for right. some, this is their competitive Avenue. No, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah. Very proud of it. I love doing it. And it, the great crossover is when the bot builders are sports fans, because there's some of them. One of them came up to me and he said, hey, the next time you talk to Kevin Millar, tell him how much their 04 victory meant to me and my family, because I remember being with my grandfather and winning that day, and my grandfather's crying. And I said, well, hold on. I got Millar on FaceTime. I said, you tell him. That's so, so cool. It was a cool moment. That's so cool. Yeah, when the worlds intersect, that's when I'm at my happiest. No question. Uh, I appreciate you doing this on such short notice. No problem. I wish you luck with uh, whatever decision you make. You don't have to let me know first, but if you want to, you can. Sounds good. We could break the news here on the Rose Rotation and John Boy Media. You know, we've always got your back here. I appreciate you. And I do, seriously, I appreciate your honesty. I think that it's really good for people to hear. It's not all, listen, what you, you're one of the best athletes in the world at doing what you're doing, but sometimes it's hard, and when you don't succeed the way you want to, we love to learn how you deal with that because yep. it, it's going to help people too. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, best to your family. Enjoy the beautiful outdoors. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Sign with the Guardians in the offseason. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. For Chris Bassett, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.